As March comes to a close, we are also seeing the end of the first split of Valorant's Champions Tour, with Sentinels closing out the North American Masters Tournament. Unprecedented events caused the team to pick up a new player, and it ended up working well for them, as they cleaned up their bracket quickly and easily. However, that isn't to say that other teams didn't perform well. FaZe was able to prove themselves as one of the best, and newer teams like 100 Thieves and Luminosity Gaming were able to qualify over old powerhouse teams from the beta, such as TSM. My name is Sean. My name is David. Welcome back to the No Camping Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the end of the first stage of Valorant's Champions Tour in North America. So, where does this all begin? Well, perhaps one of the most high-profile stories leading up to this event was the scandal with Sentinel's player Sinatra, one of their star players. So, in early March, Sinatra's ex-girlfriend from when he was still an Overwatch player came out against him with different allegations where, you know, they were taken very seriously by both his organization Sentinels as well as the Valorant Champions Tour. They suspended him immediately, began to launch, launch investigations that are still currently ongoing. Um, Sinatra has gone completely dark on the internet. In game, he hasn't been seen anywhere besides putting out a statement that is is more or less unclear as the investigation continues on. But Sentinels losing Sinatra, they need a, they need another player to play for them during the Masters tournament. They're one of the they're one of the favorites going into the tournament. Um, historically, have been known as the best team in North America. So what do they do? They go and pick up Tens, former player for Cloud9, known as the best Valorant player of all time. So Sentinels, who have just lost arguably one of their best players, you know everyone's wondering what's going to happen next. They shock the world by picking up the best player of all time, who comes out of retirement. Yeah, and we definitely saw that that pickup worked out very, very well because, well, Tens led Masters in his average combat score. He had the highest com average combat score out of any player. He had the highest average kills per round and also had the highest amount of first blood. So basically, Tens was the best entry fragger in the game. And he was in general just the best player in the game because he did the most damage, he got the most kills, and did the most for his team in general in terms of doing his job as a fragger. With early expectations, a lot of people maybe weren't expecting Tens and uh, Sentinels to do all that well as right before the tournament, Tens joined uh, a day before the tournament started. So they, they had one day in between him joining and the first games being played. And as Ted says on stream, he got zero practice in with his team. Despite these, you know, early expectations that they might not do well, they began to dominate. In their first match, they did drop one map, but they still ended up pulling through with a 2-1 win against Luminosity, where eventually they just ran through everyone else. They didn't drop a single map, um, completely sweeping everyone. Yeah, with Sentinels dominating, you know, FaZe also had their own run on their side of the bracket they actually ran through quite a few teams especially with um baby bay's sort of you know activation you know beforehand baby bay was not one of the best performers in the league you know he wasn't you know the best opera in the game he wasn't you know the highest fragger he wasn't the the best entry but you know they changed up their playstyle a little bit and baby bay you know he kind of got a little bit more aggressive he basically had this new playstyle, which you know was trademarked the Smeeg, where he would basically just make extremely aggressive plays, and it ended up working out for FaZe very well because FaZe actually came in and was able to beat a lot of uh, the powerhouse teams like Hundred Thieves, Gen G, and also Envy, uh, which were which all of which are uh, very strong teams, and you know Hundred Thieves being the ones who won first strike before, you know. 
and actually beating FaZe in first strike. It was very interesting to see FaZe come back and just have this complete turnaround. Right, and looking more into this, you know, new FaZe playstyle, the Smeeg, before the Valorant Masters tournament here, they picked up a coach, his name's Coach Trippy, um, where he brought in this this kind of leadership to to run the Smeeg, this hyper-aggressive playstyle that, you know, FaZe has around Baby Bay. And it's really interesting to see, like, how they beat 100 Thieves, 100 Thieves, dropping their jet player Dicey and picking up Ethan, the Savage CSGO Pro, uh, moved on to this single duelist composition where they played this super slow and tactical playstyle. To see that against FaZe, FaZe Clan, you know, with their super fast playstyle, just overran 100 Thieves. And that is what they wanted to do against Sentinel. Sentinels, um, with super explosive players, like, they pick up with Tens, Sick, and Dapper, they weren't able to handle Sentinels. Um, turns out in the upper finals and in the grand finals, Sentinels don't drop a single match against FaZe Clan, beating them 5-0. Yeah, so FaZe lost twice to Sentinels, and they actually, you know, they, in the beginning on one of the very first maps when they played against Sentinels, they did try their hyper-aggressive playstyles, but, you know, Sen was just able to completely shut them down, and they had to kind of adapt for the rest of the games. and. It looked like, you know, going into the grand finals too, that FaZe just, you know, didn't quite know what to do because they, they had been playing this playstyle which had worked so well against uh, other teams like 100 Thieves, but, you know, once they go up against Sentinels, they, it's almost like everything just fell apart and they weren't able to execute, they weren't able to do anything like they were because, you know, Sentinels was just shutting them down. And that, that just says something about all the players, right? Like, Sick, you know, he's often overshadowed by Tens during this tournament. Sick is probably one of the most impactful and consistent players in North America. Um, him having the fourth average combat score behind Baby Bay and Tens, and as well as, you know, Immortal Shot Up, whose team didn't do that well, but also having the second highest KD behind Tens. Um, and also players like Dapper showing up huge in Grand was top fragging on two of the three maps as a support player. So all around, it was a great performance. Um, great calls by in-game leader Shazam, Zom is just doing his job. And yeah, yeah, but in the next qualifier for the next Masters tournament, both Sen and FaZe fall early in the bracket to, you know, more or less no-name tier two teams. And um, and as a result, they do not qualify for the next qualifier to the next Masters, which means they only have one more chance to get back to Masters. And I think that says something about the format, um, how, how teams can be so high up and fall so low so quickly. And, you know, a lot of players like Shazam took the stream to talk about it. One, you shouldn't even be in open qualifiers. It's a waste of time um we spent three months qualifying for masters through three different series and we won the tournament and now two weeks later we're playing another open qualifier makes zero sense well i mean but you could also look at it in the way that you know these could be some of the up and coming teams because we actually saw you know sentinels play against uh sonics a team from the oceana region and it actually looked pretty hairy in that matchup because you know so sonics which is from a region which is supposed to be one of the the, the one of the worst regions in you know like the worldwide uh scene of esports uh for valorant they were able to bring sen to almost to like literally 13 13 or 12 12 match point so you know and especially just 
how Sonics was able to perform against, even though they were the top tier team from that region, you know, just from a, a, a generally considered lesser region to go up against the, like the number one team from North America and perform that well, it's definitely interesting to see because that could mean that, you know, maybe we don't, maybe North America and, you know, teams like Sentinels and FaZe aren't really as good as we think they are. And, you know, there could be some underdogs down there who are just waiting for their chance to be able to climb to the top. Right. And that's kind of just like a sneak peek into the rest of the tournament. You know, the next Masters is going to be an international tournament. And the main event, Valorant Champions, in December is also going to be an international tournament. So that, that'll be cool to see. It's kind of just a sneak in international play and how different play styles and different teams across the world play against each other. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, our socials will be linked in the description below. This has been Sean. This has been David. Signing off from Scott Center. Thank you guys once again. Peace. Up and moves his face, and he's getting a jumping one as well on the beef. I said this the first time I called tens. This is his world, and we're just living in it. He's got.